You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It's the Monday, August 9th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we got Chris on the phone from somewhere between here and in Canada. <laughs> Chris, you uh, <laughs> you enjoy your uh, your weekend this week? Yeah, been nice. Been really nice. Very, very nice. It's, it's good to get away from home for a little while, right? That's right. It's been I, fun. I can get down with that. There is uh, much to discuss. So... Let's go ahead and dive into the rundown, what you need to know about us. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. You can find it on the internet. Very easy to do. Go to WinningCuresEverything.com. You can find everything you need to know about us there, including where to subscribe, where to follow, all that good stuff. Every show that we appear on, every show that we do here, which you're watching or listening to, will be right there on the website. So go ahead and check that out. If you are listening to the podcast, make sure you are subscribed. If you're watching on YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, Twitter, whatever, go ahead and do that as well. Follow, subscribe, etc. We have a sponsor for the show, BetUS.com. That is your one-stop shop to go and gamble. You can bet on anything over there. They've got all the NFL conference preview or conference uh, odds, futures, etc. They got game of the year stuff. They got college football when college basketball rolls. Everything, everything that you can bet on, you can bet on right there. BetUS.com, use the code NCAAF125, and you will be able to get 125% deposit bonus. That is an absurd amount of money. You are more than doubling your deposit whenever you do that. So go ahead and check that out if you are interested in such things. And, of course, you can find me on the BetUS College Football Show starting on Wednesday, August 11th, and Chris is already rocking and rolling with Sam on the sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF College Football Show over there for Sportsbook Review. You can find it on YouTube. Go ahead and knock that out. So, now that we have divvied through all of that mess, let's uh, let's figure out exactly where we want to go first. Uh, hey, by the way, I, so I went to check out Blackberry Smoke. 
this uh, this this weekend. Have you have you ever heard of Blackberry Smoke, Chris? I don't know what that is. So that is a Southern rock band, and I think that it is the best modern Southern rock band that's out. Very Leonard Skinner ish kind of stuff. Um, but I, I, so you you were out of town this weekend, and uh, do you have any hesitancy at all with going out in into crowds at this point? No. Why would I? So I, my wife and I both were a little wary because this was, I mean, well over a thousand people, no social distancing, nobody had a mask on. And I mean, we're vaccinated, so it's not that big of a deal. But all this Delta variant stuff has got me second guessing things and I'm feeling weird about it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, it was 1200 something people at this venue. Uh, Graceland live is, is like this new venue in Memphis and it, I mean, we had a blast. It was a good time, but yeah, I was I was a little wary of it because it felt like uh, I, I don't know how many people were vaccinated and weren't. Like I'm vaccinated, so it doesn't really matter. But I'm curious when I'm going to get over this whole. Hey, I feel I feel weird. I feel like this might be trouble. Like it, it, you you hadn't felt like that at all, huh? I haven't felt like that at all. I didn't feel like that before I was vaccinated. I can only control what I can control. That's a that's a good way of looking at it. That is definitely a good way of looking at it. Let's start off the sports discussion with Bobby Bowden. Uh, rest in peace, Coach Bowden. 91 years old, had terminal cancer. It was announced uh, a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that, that he had some you know, major issues going on. And I mean, he's significantly older, obviously passed away at 91. Uh, his sons, Terry and Tommy, both were major college football coaches at one point. Uh, Terry, now the head coach at Louisiana Monroe. But I don't think that you can possibly state how many people Coach Bobby Bowden actually impacted. There have been statements and statements made about how unbelievable he was. He was a one-of-a-kind coach, a true culture setter, the program that he built at Florida State was very much based on family, and it was one that a lot of people tried to emulate, but it's very difficult to do so if you don't care as much about your players and about your coaches as he did. So do you have any any stories, any thoughts on this? Uh, because this was, you know, we all knew it was coming. It's just painful to, to hear it happen on, on Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, we, we lost an icon. That's just the definition of it. Uh, he was able to build something and do something um, in college football that we have never seen before and that we're probably never going to see again because of the way the power structures work and, 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 and brands work and things of that nature. This is a team where most of the people who are listening to this aren't, aren't old enough to remember. Um, you, you and I are, aren't, aren't a whole lot old enough to, to remember all of it, but it's just one of the situations where um, Florida State was a nobody school in the middle of nowhere, Tallahassee, Florida. Okay, I think it used to be a women's school, right? Uh, well, yeah, I think that's how yeah. it's founded. But you're you're talking about University of Florida was massive, University of Miami was massive, and Florida State was just an also ran school in the ACC, and. It, well, back then, I mean, they, they weren't even in the ACC at that point. Oh, they yeah, were, whatever, whatever yeah. the whatever the conference was back then, yeah. So, um, hell, it might have, was that the Big East? Anyway, I'm going to get bogged down. I think it was the one before the, Yeah, it was like the Metro or, or something. I think they were in the same conference with Memphis at once upon a time. Yeah, 
so 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 anyway, irrelevant. He understood that the only way to get his team um, to be nationally recognized is for the nation to see them. But they are a small school that that didn't have a big fan base and they had no notoriety nationally whatsoever. So he went on the road and he played all of the nationally ranked teams that get TV games. He went to Oklahoma. He went to Nebraska. He went to USC. He went to all of the places, Notre Dame. He went all of, all over the country, would play anybody, anywhere, at any time, just to make sure his teams got put on TV. And as that happened, he knew he could grow the brand if he could just get the brand out there. And that's what he did. And they were a dynasty for, I mean, an ungodly number of times. And think about the team that won the national championship just after he retired. Like, what was it, Jimbo's second year or third year as a coach? That that whole – that whole class, you know, most of that roster was put together, and those people came, you know, under the Bobby Bowden Brandon tree. Um, and, and so, you know, I I think he's a special person in the sport of of college football. And you know, we knew he was going to go at some point in time. It just it's always sad to see him go. Oh, a hundred percent. It finished top five, I believe it was fourteen straight seasons. Uh, just absurd. Had multiple opportunities to win national championships. Uh, our group chat that we are a part of with the Northwestern guys, the Westlot Pirates, uh, they talked about the idea of the teams that finished number three back when Randy Moss would have been on the team had he not been kicked off. Those That one player could have ended up giving him four national championships as opposed to only two. You know, they I believe they won 93 and 99. Uh, just ridiculous. The uh, the story that Nick Saban shared was another insight into this. I mean, it, we, we look at it from a football perspective, but, you know, I talked about the family aspect of it. it apparently, and I, I never knew this story, but when Bobby Bowden was at West Virginia, when he was the head coach there, he, once Nick Saban's dad died, he knew Nick Saban's dad, and he called Saban and offered him to come back home you know, hey, he didn't even know Nick Saban at that time. He had no idea, but he knew who his dad was and heard that his mom was having trouble back home and told him, if you need to come back home, I will make a spot on my staff for you. And it wasn't like back, or it wasn't like it is now, right? Where you have a hundred different analysts and whatever else, right? You had a set amount of assistant coaching spots that you had to fill. And he was already filled up, but he told him, hey, we will give you uh, a job here. I will get you on staff here if you need to come home and be closer to your mother. And that's that's what Bobby Bowden was. And he always has been, always will be. I, just unbelievable what he was able to build and the impact that he had on so many people. The stuff that has come out on, on Twitter and everywhere else from his former players, former assistant coaches, etc. has just been very enlightening. You know, they don't make them like that anymore. And and I wish they did. You know, there there was something special about him. It was fun to cheer for him. And I just, I don't know if we're ever going to have anybody like that again, you know? No, probably not. But, you know, we, I, I don't know. How, you, there's no replacing somebody like that. You yeah. just learn from them and, and hope that they made you better. Yes. 
Yes, you are correct. So, staying on college football, let's talk about Ole Miss for just a minute. Lane Kiffin has stated that his football program has reached 100% vaccination rate. Now, we haven't talked much about the vaccine stuff. We haven't talked, you know, we we try not to get too political on the show. Uh, But the idea of being able to get every assistant coach, every staffer, Every everybody that is involved with the program, including all of these players, to all agree to do one thing uh, lets me know that he is an incredible leader at this point, and he's got that program headed in just one year in the exact direction that he wants it to go because everybody is following along. Could you believe that they got to 100% at Ole Miss? Uh, I mean... I don't know that shocks me. It makes me, you know, see that some of these some of these coaches are, you know, I'm curious the amount of influence the head coach has. I'm curious how much of this is the student's decision to want to be and to do these things on their own, or or is this a, you know, this is all lane and kind of making it clear if you're going to play here, you're going to do this, and if you're not going to do that, then you don't, you don't, we don't have a spot for you. I'm very curious the methods used to how we got there. Yeah, no, that's that is a good point. I had not thought of that. I do. I mean, it's just difficult, right? In in Mississippi, you know, Mississippi ranks dead last in the country as far as vaccination rate. Uh, the resident percentage of residents receiving at least one vaccination dose in Mississippi is forty one point six percent, which is even lower than Alabama at this point. Like it is. It's pretty low, and for a football program in this state to get to 100%, I mean, that's – I'm just shocked. Just shocked. And I, however he did it, uh, it's impressive. I would like to see – I'd like to see those numbers broken down by counties. Yeah. Because Oxford's a big town. Oxford's, a, Oxford's one of the cities in Mississippi. I'm going to bet the majority of all of the unvaccinated uh, people in our area and, – and I would bet this is – for the majority of the country, by the way, is is people in rural counties, the rural cities. They're not they, they social distance already. They live ten acres away from their neighbor. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. A, a lot of a lot of the South is like that, right? I mean, there's a lot of spots, and they're uh, also mostly extremely poor people as well. Yes, yes. Uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said last month at SEC Media Days six of the 14 teams in the league had reached 80% vaccination. Uh, And he also said that games would not be rescheduled in 2021 if a team is unable to compete because of positive tests on the roster. So he he did say the forfeit word comes up at this point. So, you know, each team has got to get to like an 85% threshold uh, to not undergo the COVID-19 protocol and regular testing. And any team that's under 85%, you know, it is what it is. According to reports last month, Arkansas, LSU, Alabama, Georgia are all at least 80% vaccinated. And Ole Miss, hitting it 100%. I was shocked at the number. Shocked at the number. Let's uh, let's talk about some NFL right quick. I, I trust that you, at some point, watched a little bit of the NFL Hall of Fame enshrinement. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen a lot of clips and highlights and, and different different video. I didn't, man. I, I'm I wasn't listening to fourteen different speeches. Oh Jeez. yeah, no, 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 I, absolutely not. Uh, I I was able to catch, uh, catch Edgar James and Peyton Manning, 
Uh, I left. I had it on the TV, but I actually turned the volume up <laughs> once I saw them on there. Um, but of course, there was, you know, just a a lot of a lot of different guys. Steve Atwater, Paul Tagliabue, um, and just a, a bunch of guys that that you know who they are, right? Steve Hutchison, uh, Donnie Shell, et cetera, et cetera. Isaac Bruce, you know, Memphis guy. I I loved the Edgar and James stuff, right? The nobody thought, and it's the typical nobody thought that I should be here and blah, 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 blah. But him pointing out the fact that he has dreads on his bust is one of the most awesome speeches. If you haven't seen it, you can find it on Twitter. You can find it everywhere else, I'm sure. Uh, but, and I think ESPN.com actually has it up. But his speech was awesome. And then Peyton Manning, I thought, you know, obviously we all expected uh, his to be good. Uh, Troy Palomalu, I, I thought his was okay. Jimmy Johnson, I, I do want to talk about that for a minute. Uh, Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones, there was a lot on the Thursday night broadcast where Jerry sat up there with them. I, did you know that there was as big of a beef between Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson? And it, obviously it's been squashed at this point, but... I had no idea that it was as, as bad as they said that it was. Did you know about that? Well, yeah, yes, I knew about that. It, you know, but you you got you don't listen to nearly as much NFL content as I do over the years, and that's it. Yeah. That's where you're going to hear that. I mean, these stories aren't out aren't out there for you know mainstream media consumption. You you got to listen to the people that tell those stories. But yeah, very very clear that it was. I mean, it was real bad. It was nasty. I mean, it was nasty on both sides. Um, you know, the majority of almost everybody alive would side with Jimmy Johnson, but you know, there there are some people that understand Jerry's perspective on everything. But no, every, all of that is good. All of that's fine now. Over the last several years, they've gotten along well, and you know, talk okay. and whatever. But it's 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 an interesting thing. I mean, you know, it was a it was a big class because they were trying to do two years at once. Um, but uh, but I thought it was a cool class. It it definitely was. Bill Cower uh, was in on this one, um, you know. I mean, it, it, a lot of uh, posthumous ones as well. But this was this was awesome. I mean, it, it was a really good class. I was it, just a ton of big names, guys that are recognizable. I, I thought it was really really well done. Did you watch any of the Hall of Fame game? Oh no, zero. I I watched a little bit, but it, it, the Hall of Fame game every year is just. You, you get excited because it's the first football of the season, right? But, whew, that is rough. Rough. That is that is not the typical football that we see. <laughs> but like, I, I don't get excited because that's the first football game of the season. I get excited because that means football is getting closer. But that doesn't mean I'm going to watch the damn thing. Yeah. It, it was It's it was really bad. bad. Yes. They're messy, nasty. Um Jabril Cox and Micah Parsons were the two highest-rated players for the Cowboys. They're both defensive guys, both rookies. I thought that was impressive. But other than that, uh, the kickers, not great. There was just nothing that you could possibly take out of this that would tell you anything that you need to know about football going forward this season. Both of those teams still have three preseason games, just like everybody else. Um, you know, football is closer. We're going to have preseason games this week, so... I am excited about that part of it. Uh, let's talk about the Josh Allen contract. I when when this hit on Friday, after you know our show, the number I don't know why I get surprised by these numbers anymore. And I, obviously, NBA free agency like that has shocked me. Trey Young getting two hundred seven million dollars. It just that's numbers that I did not figure you would see 
in the NBA other than for LeBron James and whatever. But Josh Allen's contract, six years, $258 million with $150 million guaranteed. Tell me your thoughts here. I, last year like was great, but I, I'm curious, can he maintain what he what he built up to last season, you know? So my thoughts are, I think Josh Allen's really good. I think Josh Allen is deserving of a large extension, a good-sized contract, all of this stuff. I think it's insane that these teams continue to think. And maybe maybe they can. Maybe they will. Maybe, maybe we'll see a breakthrough. But throughout history, you just don't have a whole lot of quarterbacks that are taking up such a large percentage of salary cap winning Super Bowls. You don't have many of them competing for Super Bowls. And why teams just continuously do this over and over and over again, it, it's shocking to me. Can you pay a guy? Yes. Can you ask him, because this is a hard salary cap league, to try to find other revenue as long as the owners are spending to the top of the cap, can you find other sources of revenue and sponsorships and other things to try and make sure we're competitive? Do I have to pay you $42 million a year? Like, like what can you buy for 42 that you can't buy for 35? Like at some point in time, can you help me please a little? Why, why do we not see more, more teams pay guys based on a percentage of the salary cap like is that illegal uh, or is that like yeah it's too it's too hard to manipulate it's too hard to uh to, to factor um based i don't think the uh i don't think the players union would allow it and also don't think the ownership would allow it uh just simply because the number could swing way too much based on what the salary cap does well, yeah, because we expect the salary cap to just skyrocket now that this new deal has been done, which we're, we're going to talk about Tom Brady's thoughts on that here in just a minute. That's right. But the the idea of, hey, instead of you taking 40% of the cap, why don't we just pay you, you know, 33% of the cap, whatever it is, in any given year? And yeah, That's insane. That's insane. You've got a 53-man roster, and you think one person can take up a third of the cap? But I mean that's it's an insane number right now anyway, right? No, but I don't think it's close to forty percent. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm, I'm might, thinking. I'm, I'm thinking about I the forty-two. Wrong. I might be wrong. I might be wrong on that. But no, it's it's it, 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 what what is it? it forty-two million a year. It's it, so he's making forty-two million a year, and the cap this year is is one hundred eighty-two million. Yeah. So oh, okay. So so it's like twenty percent. It's it's uh, yeah. It's it's about twenty percent. So. That, I mean, that's that's a lot. That is a lot. Yes, so no, that's a lot. That's a lot. The cap and the cap went down. That's what what um, Tom Brady's going to get to. Yeah. The cap went down like fifteen percent this year, right before the NFL signed the new big deal. Like that. <laughs> I can't explain. <laughs> I can't explain. I, I feel like what the league does to its TV partners, I understand. We're the biggest whale in all of television. And so I'm going to walk into your office and we're not going to negotiate. I'm going to tell you what I want and you're going to sign the contract and then I'm going to walk the hell out. Okay? I get that. You can't say no to the NFL or you die as a network. I fully understand that. The Players Union seems to do the exact 
same thing as the TV networks. Roger walks in the door, tells them what they want, and the players you can say, okay, we'll we'll take that deal. Yeah. Now we'll 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 chat more on on that. I'm, I'm wanting to close the show on that because that is bananas. But yes, the Josh Allen deal, uh, he he did increase uh, a lot. His passer rating went from 85.3 to 107.2 last season. His completion percentage went from 58.8 to 69.2. And I wonder how much of that is based on Stefan Diggs coming in. You know, obviously they they've got Stefan Diggs locked up for a little bit, but he he wasn't great without that that level of a wide receiver on the team if you don't get a deal done in a couple of years for digs is is no, Allen still find another just find another dig yeah but that means you got to pay somebody else a lot right or you draft I mean yeah if you draft yeah for I mean sure. look at, look how many wide receivers have come out of the second round of the draft yeah like you I'm not too worried about the digs deal and is he a product of digs uh, a little bit I think he needs a great wide receiver to really help him. But I also think he improved on his own. Just his accuracy rate changed dramatically. That's something that you can actually measure. That's something that you can actually grade. Which That's is, something which is that so nobody strange. thought he could do. Right, because we, like, we've like we heard from quarterback coaches all the time, like it, it, it is incredi- almost impossible. If a guy is not accurate up to age 24 or whatever it is, it's almost impossible for him to get more accurate with the football. Like, if he just doesn't have it, he doesn't have it. And all of a sudden, Josh Allen is just 70% completion percentage. I mean, it's absolutely absurd because he was under 60% basically his entire career and and just jumped up 10 points like it was nothing. It's kind of shocking. I understand why they did it. Uh, $150 million, by the way, is more than what was guaranteed to Patrick Mahomes in his deal. Uh, he got $141.5 million guaranteed. And, you know, I'm I'm a little shocked. I, I'm always wary of these deals where you're giving people this much money when I don't know that it's obvious that it was Allen that is the reason for the success. So, you know, I'm, I'm pulling for him. Who else is the reason for their success? Their offense was one of the best offenses in football last year, and they never ran the ball. Ever. Yeah. And if they did run the ball, they ran it with Josh Allen. The running backs were awful last year. Yeah, and it was like the defense was good last year. It's always been a defensive team, but it, it last year was definitely an offensive team. They they completely and, switched and their, their offense. 100% of their offense ran through Josh. Yeah. So it's hard yeah. to say that he didn't do this, you know. No, you're I mean, you're you're not wrong about that. I now, my, my thing is not that he hasn't earned this money. My thing is 100%. I just, I, I think it's much harder to win a Super Bowl. I think it's much harder to legitimately compete for a Super Bowl when one person takes too big of a piece of the pie. I think that's really hard to do. It's not impossible to do. I think it's really hard to do. What What did they, uh, man, was it in our group chat where somebody sent, you know, Tom Brady's entire career earnings? Are yeah, just that was like, me. Okay, just a few million dollars more than what uh, Josh Allen is getting off of this contract. Yeah, that's that's absurd to me. That's <laughs> like Tom Brady understood you got to get other people paid to be able to win, and it's not that Josh Allen doesn't understand that. It obviously the salary cap has gone up tremendously since Tom Brady started getting contracts, but that is just a 
straight crazy way to look at this because Brady has played for uh, what twenty one years at this 20, point. It was twenty one seasons. Yep. Josh Allen over and, over six years. This, <laughs> yeah, over the six years. It, it's just a simple matter that Tom always understood winning is more important than getting paid because if you win, you get paid on the back end with all these other things. Um, and you know, I mean, it's, it's strange. Tom just now started getting into like mainstream TV commercials for, for things like, uh, like subway and stuff like that. Like Tom's previous sponsorship, I think he had one for Dodge for a little while, but like his big car ad was Maserati. Okay. Like, like, like this is who he's selling. He had some watch company. I don't know the name of it. Some sunglass company. I don't know the name of it. They're like fifteen hundred bucks of sunglasses. So like the watches are like fifteen thousand dollars. Okay, like these are the things that he's been getting paid to advertise for, which aren't on mainstream television. Okay, so understand that you don't get those things unless you're, you know. And he could have been Peyton Manning. He he absolutely could have could have bought a bunch of Papa Johns and been slinging that kind of pizza, but. He's just chosen to not care about that. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So I'm, I'm curious what this means as far as uh, the contracts for the other guys in that class. You know, Lamar Jackson, uh, Baker Mayfield, et cetera. Are, are we looking at the same kind? Because both of them have played insanely well. They didn't have quite the season that he had last year, but Baker Mayfield, as you have pointed out on this show, rated better at the end of last season over the last eight games than Josh Allen did. And Lamar Jackson has already won an MVP. So I, I would have to imagine that those deals will be similar, right? Well, I think it's going to come down to the person. So there, and, and you and you know how I feel about this. If the Browns try to give Baker that kind of deal, like I think we're saying goodbye to, to Miles, and that's going to piss me off. And I think that's a bad trade. There's a world where, and this is Browns folks, being excited about Cleveland stuff, Baker was so like appreciative and and happy for, but also like understanding of Nick Chubb taking a team friendly deal, and he was vocal about that. And so there's a bunch of Cleveland people that think he's not going to hold them over a barrel the way some of these guys are. He's he's made a ton of money in sponsorships since his very first second being in the NFL. And, and they believe that he's going to take a team-friendly deal. Now, I don't know that. I, I don't you know I don't know if that's going to happen. I'll tell you this. I don't think the Browns are going to be a great team in three years if Baker's making $43 million. I, I tend to agree. I, and, I, and I'll be rip shit pissed if they lose Miles Garrett because they pay Baker Mayfield $43 million. I mean, but this, like, it does seem like this is the route that everybody's going. Dak Prescott just got a massive contract that it pays him, what, over $40 million a year? Like, it, it's, it, the numbers are mind-boggling. I, I just, I'm, I'm not quite adjusted. It's, no, but it's everybody's mindset. It All it takes is one or two guys to not take that kind of money and then to win, and then everybody else looks like idiots. And I mean, it's hard to call him an idiot. He's going to make a fortune, and he's going to play the game he loves. But if the end result is all-time greatness, if the end result is is, is being remembered forever for winning a Super Bowl, then then congratulations. Those checks are amazing, but 
at some point in time, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't win soon and his career ends and he finishes with one NFC title and one Super Bowl win, both happened in the same year, at, at what point when we're grading quarterbacks and the greatness of quarterbacks, does he begin to tumble and fall? Because so many other people, you know, were all really good careers and won more than him. I, I feel like I, I kind of thought that the Super Bowl last season would kind of give everybody that that idea, right? Tom Brady came in for, what, $30 million a year, and yep. that team, it, you, we can say that they won because of Tom and what he brought to the table and all that, but again, he only took up $30 million, and you found a way to get everybody paid again. Like, the well, defense is... It. The defense it's not is the what they did won. last. Yeah, yeah. It's not just that they won last year. It's that they're bringing all twenty-two starters back, which no Super Bowl team has ever done, and they're doing that because when Tom re-upped, Tom didn't take too big of a piece of the pie, so they were able to bring back everyone else. Yes, because everybody enjoyed winning last season. They all understand, yes. hey, if I take a little bit less here, but I win a Super Bowl, I can start doing commercials. I can get paid this way. I can do da-da-da-da-da. I can make that money back up, and and it's a lot or, more fun to or win. what's the difference between $12 million and $14 million? Like, at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, if that's the difference of you staying on a winning team, are you going into the abyss of a team like, Detroit's been and Jacksonville's been for a long time. Congratulations. Hope the extra $2 million is, is worth it to you. To me, a guy that, you know, is struggling to get to six figures, like like $2 million would change my life. But to somebody who's made 7 to $10 million his entire life, is $2 million really going to change the math on your lifestyle or your retirement future? I wouldn't think so. And I think it's a lot more fun to win. I mean, that's, that's, so, that's where I but stand But that's just the way I've always seen it. I don't fault these guys for signing big deals. I, I, I understand why they do it. I understand why their agents want them to do it. I get why the players' union wants them to do it because the players' union wants everybody to get the biggest contracts because rising tide floats all boats. I understand all of these things, okay? I just want – I need to see somebody consistently winning with a quarterback that makes that much money because I haven't seen them win at all, ever. Yeah. Yeah, like there's not one that comes to mind where the quarterback was taking up twenty percent of the salary cap. No, I think I think you're right. I mean, we we saw Russell Wilson; he was able to get two Super Bowls uh, when he was on a rookie deal. On and, a rookie deal, and then once he got paid, paid, yeah, that 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 meant close. Aaron Rodgers went and won, got paid. They that meant close. That meant close, Gary. Like, I mean, they were, they were close last that's, year. That's like, best, people say that's the best quarterback that we've had playing football in 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 the last fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, and, and he got one. Yeah, sure. Pey- but Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, once he got paid, that team just struggled. They struggled. They, they won a bunch, but they couldn't win in the playoffs where it matters. Yeah, it took forever, and then and then Manning came back, took a a not crazy deal with the Broncos. They were able to get everybody paid. But then, you know, everything kind of fell apart after that. And it, it it's just tough. It is tough to win when you're paying that much to one guy. So, yep. you know, and, and no fault to them. Obviously, if they are offering you the money, you know, I, I guess take it and get, you know, take care of yourself if that's what you're worried about. 
But you want to win, there's different ways you got to go about it. And and I'm curious. I'm curious what the bills are going to look like going forward. I am very, very curious. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's jump into, did you see all of this about Michael Thomas? Uh, no. Okay, let me, let me read you the headline here. Uh, this is from CBS Sports. Patrick Walker uh, wrote about it, I believe, Sunday morning. It says, St. Michael Thomas ignored calls from team and trainer for months following 2020 season per report. Now, the beginning of this, I'm going to read just a touch of it. It says, at this point, it's fair to question just how long Michael Thomas will be in a New Orleans Saints uniform. The two sides had a very contentious 2020 that included rumors about a rather sizable fracture in the relationship, and things were only made worse by the lack of availability of the all-pro receiver, having logged only five starts due mostly to a nagging ankle injury. The Saints were looking forward to Thomas getting the injury resolved quickly when the season concluded, but he opted to do anything but. It says the 28-year-old waited until June to undergo the procedure to repair his ankle and that decision not only means he'll miss significant time this coming season, but it infuriated the Saints in the process. As it turns out, there's more to the story because Thomas reportedly ignored calls from the organization, including the trainer, wide receivers coach, and even head coach Sean Payton, per Jeff Duncan of NOLA.com. Payton voiced his displeasure with the delay in surgery, and he was unequivocal in his frustration. Quote, it appears we're going to have to spend some time without him, Payton said. It's disappointing. We should have liked that to have happened earlier, or we would have liked uh, that to have happened earlier, and quite honestly, it should have. I'm going to leave it at that. I. So we talked about this last year because we could not figure out exactly what was happening with Michael Thomas. Nobody really knew what the injury situation was. Nobody knew why he wasn't at games. It, it, it was just a disaster. And for fantasy guys, it, it was it was a train wreck, right? Because this is a, a big-time wide receiver as far as fantasy numbers go before last season. And this situation, if you are an employee of the Saints and you are ignoring calls from the coach, the team trainer, your position coach, the organization, it's just all over. You don't go get your surgery done until June, so now you're going to miss more time in the regular season this year. I, this is this is weird. What what are your thoughts on on all of this? I, I mean, we've seen it before. We're we're 
a player wants one thing or has an expectation of one thing and a team has an expectation of another and it just falls apart and usually it ends ugly. It, this doesn't shock me. I don't, you know, it's sad because I think Michael Thomas is a great player and I think Sean Payton's probably one of the best offensive minds in football. And, and you know, I don't think those two things, you know, aren't uh, separate of one another. Uh but it probably looks like this is the end of Michael Thomas and the Saints. I mean, it's, you know, that's that's pretty that's pretty clear. If if you if you're a football player and you have an injury, what what do you think? And I understand that we've got you know all this COVID stuff going on. I understand that it's a different time right now than typical. Why on earth would you not get the surgery done before June so that you don't have to miss more time. It, it, remember, he just signed that huge deal. I, I don't know. But that's why you do it, Gary, is you don't want to play for this team. And if you have surgery, you don't have to, and they have to pay you. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, I, I don't know as much about contracts in the NFL as I thought that I did because it seems like if he's not playing – if you delay an injury, you know, I, I don't even know how to how to quantify this. I don't know how to begin to even figure out, because it was 2019 when he signed the deal, and now he only started five games last year. It's going to be a while before he's back this year. Like, there's got to be something going on in there where it, this has to impact him at some point, right? I don't know why it would impact him. I mean, you know, he's trying to get 100% healthy, whatever. He's doing it however he feels the best way to do it. That's his body, and he has the right to do that. He's obviously manipulating the system. I mean, he's, he's manipulating the situation pretty easily, but that's that's the that's the devil you deal with with these contracts. Is, is there's nothing you can do if they're hurt. You can't punish them if they're hurt, okay? And you can't tell a guy, you should have had surgery back then. No, I have the right to try and see if I can rehab this without surgery. I don't want that surgery if I don't have to have it. So you're, you're allowed to say these things. There's no punishment for them, you know, outside of the fact that it, it might be a black mark on, you know, them publicly. And other owners might say, oh, these people, you know, tough to deal with, don't want to deal with, you know, somebody who's going to do that. I don't want to sign him when he becomes available for trade or sign. But, but at the end of the day, if, if you're going to make him happier than they are, Somebody's going to think I can make this guy happy, and then they are going to sign it. And so, so it's not going to hurt him in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Like you're talking about, can he can he go 18 months without playing football and like still be good at football? Yeah, let's do it all the time. I, I pulled up his contract on uh, SpotTrack.com, and his base salary this year is one million dollars. He's got a four million dollar signing bonus. Workout bonus of two hundred thousand, restructuring of four point nine million, and his cap hit for this season is ten point one million. Now his dead cap is thirty two point six million, and the yearly cash details here is twelve point eight million. Uh, it looks like twenty twenty two is when his biggest biggest increase is right. His cap hit for twenty twenty two is twenty four point seven million. So the extension that they signed back in twenty nineteen appears to have been uh I, I think that it's a I think it really goes into effect next year for twenty twenty two. And if that's the case, then okay. Well, yeah, the, 
all the money's backloaded. But but at the end of the day, if he's hurt, he's still on the team. He still gets that money. Yeah, I mean his contract. He's an un, unrestricted free agent in 2025. He got 35.64 million dollars guaranteed at signing. Uh, that was his signing bonus plus 2019 salary and 2020 salary plus three million of his 2021 salary. So, I it, it's it's strange. This if, is a weird if situation. You can, if you can get him healthy and you think that the relationship is broken to a point you can't salvage it, the thing that I'm upset about if I'm the owner or the GM or the or the head coach is is now we can't even trade your ass this year if you're about to go into, you know, we need to get you healthy so we can get you out of here, you know? Yeah. And, and because because I, I'll, I'll tell you this, like, you know my opinion on this. I, I, think, I think great wide receivers are special, but they're not so special. I'm, I'm not afraid to – I'm not – I think I can replace them. Okay? I feel yeah. comfortable enough thinking that scheming, and offensive play calling design can can replace some of these guys. The drop off from a tier one great wide receiver to a tier three great wide receiver isn't the end of the world. You know, it's yeah. not catastrophic to your football team. And so I, but he's good enough to where a team that's close to competing, hell, they might throw you a first round pick, maybe a first and a third. You know, for him. And if he's not healthy, then you can't get that. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. Uh, his cap hit for next season. So this season it's ten point one million. Next year it is twenty four point seven million. His dead cap though goes from thirty two point six this year down to twenty two point seven next year, and then it continues to decline after that. So he uh, his base salary, by the way, for next season fifteen point three million dollars. This year it's one million. Next year fifteen point three. So you know it's a uh, it's a lot of money. And and maybe he's just wanting to make sure he's healthy for the stretch run of his contract, but yeah, I just just crazy. I, I'm with you. Like this this would make me wary if I'm a if I'm a New Orleans Saints administrative guy, right? If I'm wanting to get rid of him, I can't get rid of him now because he's injured. So is what it is. We'll close out the show with this. Let's talk about Tom Brady for just a minute. And Tom Brady. Came out on Instagram. Now, obviously, he was he was at the Hall of Fame enshrinement. He quote he was quoted as saying that he just wanted to make sure that Peyton Manning was retiring. He he couldn't afford to see that guy come back to football, so that's why he was going. But he posted on, I think it was Instagram. He posted a link to Forbes. It says the average value of NFL franchises up fourteen uh, up fourteen percent despite revenue drop topped by Dallas Cowboys, and he put in there. The salary cap dropped by 20%, and the new media deals were announced the day after 2021 salary cap was set, which it was actually a week later, but that's beside the point. NFL players better wake up, and then he tags the NFL Players Association. He said, NFL players are ignorant. It, he's he's lashing out at both the players and the NFLPA. He, I think he wanted to see the NFLPA negotiate a better collective bargaining agreement, which is what you and I were talking about when we talked about some of the Josh Allen stuff. This is nuts that they were able to get this pushed through the NFL, get everything done, everything set, and then a week later announce a new TV deal that brought in 112 billion dollars over however many years, and and the like the value of these teams has skyrocketed. It went up 14 percent in the middle of a pandemic, like that's insane. I understand where he's coming from. I think that he is much more confident. In 
or maybe more comfortable. How's that? He's more comfortable with letting his opinions out now that he is not in New England. Because in New England, you don't want all the distractions. You don't want all that. And I don't think that he necessarily wants it now. But the older that he's gotten, he feels comfortable enough coming out and saying, yo, this was a terrible deal for you. Like, I'm at the back end of my career. This was dumb. Why did y'all sign this, et cetera? Give me, give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think he's right. I do think he's 100% right in the sense that, the, I, I, that's what I talked about earlier, the NFLPA just bends over and takes whatever the league gives them. They don't want to get into any quarrels with them or problems with them or fights with them or whatever, and I don't know why. Like, I'm, I'm glad for labor peace, I guess, in my opinion, and, and I want I, – my, my issue is this. The players have been doing this for the last 10 years. They are renegotiating to have less power and less influence over the way the game is played and their own personal situations within the game, whether they get in trouble or something of that nature. And all they want is more money and less work. More money, less practice time. Yes. And and that's, that's all they care. Those are the only two platforms that they have negotiated from, and the league owners know it. And the league owners are like, I don't give a shit if you don't ever practice. But if you don't win, I'm going to just cut you and find somebody who will. Okay? But at some point in time, these guys have to start standing up and not being taken advantage of by the league. The league, like I told you, I think the salary cap this year dropped like it's 11%, 15%, something like that, because it's based off of previous year's revenues. And you look at the revenues because they didn't get to sell ticket gate last year. Um, concessions, all the money that, that goes into those types of things. And so they dropped the salary cap for this coming season, 2021. And what what does that mean? Oh, let's, let's get this locked in before re- reports of this new massive TV deal come in. Because if you find out they're getting a big-ass TV deal, you, you're the players' union, you should be able to say, no, no, we're not dropping – we're not dropping it the 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 eleven percent or fifteen percent or whatever it is. You can you can amortize your loss over the you know next several years of the new TV deals that you got. Okay, but we're not we're not going to take a cut. And I think if they stand their ground, I think they win that battle. By the way, yes, I think so. I don't too. even think I don't even think that the the, the owners bought too hard at it. No, at the at but the I end of the day, think about the amount of money that we're talking about here like we're going from 200 million down to 182 million or roundabout right and that's 18 million to 20 million per team if they'd kept it at 200 or just it set it at 200 million for this season because they expected to go back up to 208 million in 2022 if they had sure. kept it at that that's more guys getting paid more money that is guys that have been cut that would have been playing just all, all sorts of different things that go into effect that protects the players more so. And this year, they drop it to 182, but 20 million a team for billionaires? Like, we are not talking about anything crazy. And you are going to see a renaissance season as far as fans in the stands this fall, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. you're going to make it back. They're going to make the gate up plus, plus a ton more. Um, a, because I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to increase all the pricing for everything. Oh, yes. Uh, so, so, so take take the fact that they're going to have more more fans in the seats than they've ever had on top, and and more more you know paraphernalia being sold, uh, you know jerseys, t shirts, bull crap like that. 
all of that being sold more than it's ever been sold. And it's also all going to go up, I don't know, 12% in cost uh, because it's just what everything else is going up around us as. It's, it's kind of a, kind of an amazing thing. I, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that Tom's not afraid to say these things at the end of his career, uh, just, just because it, the changes aren't going to mess with him. They're not going to hurt him at all. And, and here's what's weird. This is why, this is why I think the league PA doesn't, doesn't fight. They're not fighting for the, uh, the salary cap as hard as, as they should is because the PA is made up, the majority of them are made up of mid-level players, okay? You're not talking about all the stars in the world here, and you're damn sure not talking about all the quarterbacks, okay? All right? They make up a small percentage of what the PA is because it's just one position, all right? Well, what we have seen is if the salary cap goes from 182 to $200, $200 million, all right, all of the players on the team aren't getting a little bit of a raise. The quarterback's just going to make $12 million more. And that's what we're seeing is only a few good players are getting the difference in money. As the salary cap has raised, I don't know that the league minimum has changed much. I'm going to bet that mid-level, mid-tier uh, veteran that plays on the team, I'm going to bet their salary hasn't changed a lot, even though – the uh, the prices keep going up and up and up, strictly because all of the bigger money is just going to the few stars on the team. Those guys are getting paid more money than they've ever gotten before, and it's really hard for everybody in the NFLPA who makes it up, who's going to vote on this, to vote and hold the owner's feet to the fire for more money to go into the pie of the NFLPA when the majority of all that money is going to go to such a small percentage of players. It's yeah. not a rising tide floats all boat. No, you're, I think, I think you're right about that. I think you're right. There is a big portion of that. I, I remember Pat McAfee talking multiple times about he, he declined membership to the NFLPA at the, the last few years of his uh, career, I guess, because he, he hated the way they went about it. He thought that he could do things his own way. And he did. Like, he, he sold his own merch. He did his own stuff. He signed his own agreements without having to go through the PA. And he just thought that it was really strange that everybody just kind of, you know, gives over a little portion of their check and lets them do whatever they want to when it hardly ever worked out in the player's favor. Like, the NFL PA, well, for whatever reason, has never really never really worked all that well, you know? But, but hang on now. It works well for Dak Prescott. It works well for Josh Allen. Yeah, like, yeah. But, like it's worked well for Aaron Rodgers. Like the guys that are getting the top end money, that's who it works out for. Everybody in the middle, it ain't worked out for any of them. Their life is no different today than it was ten years ago. I'm gonna bet the pay raises that they've gotten, if you if you do the evaluation on what inflation has done in our country over the last two, three years, I'm gonna bet it's actually eroded to be a smaller percentage of money than it used to be. You might be because right they're that. not getting the extra yeah. twenty million dollars to every team. Every team that has twenty million bucks to extra to spend, they're giving twelve of it to the quarterback. That's why the quarterback pay went from thirty million to forty-two million in two years. It's just an absurd number. And so <laughs> then you take the absurd. other, you know, six uh. million dollars floating around or eight million dollars floating around. You might spread that between your three biggest players. 
Yeah. So you got a you know, fifty-three man yeah. roster, sixty-three man roster with practice squad, and and you're you're looking at, you're looking at you know a bunch of guys. They're not going to see any of this pay raise. They don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you are not wrong. I mean, this is yeah, it's it's really nuts. But I am glad that Brady actually you know is comfortable enough to point this crap out at this point. It, because it's it's insane, and and now they've got this collective bargaining agreement that is signed for uh, what? How long? Ten years? Is it ten years? Uh, I I didn't see the length of the term or whatever. Um, I I do know that the the dollars are going to go up though, because as these new TV deals come in, you know it's these salary caps are going to get stupid high. Oh yeah, but we're, we're like going to reach two hundred fifty million. Yeah. Yeah, call call me call me when your third best offensive lineman sees any of that extra money. If you've got a guy that's making six million dollars today, I, I'm going to bet by the end of this year at at you know where this thing has gone up to two hundred fifty million dollars, I'm going to bet that same quality of player they might be getting eight million. Like they might see a little bit of it, but they're not going to see enough of it to to, to really change anything. Well, no, I mean, what you'll end up seeing is, you know, Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson may be holding out for, you know, they might want a $300 million contract. If they find out that uh, that it's going to turn into, you know, where Josh Allen got $258 million over six years, that's like 41 yep. whatever million per season or $43 million yeah, per season. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like $42 million, yeah. uh, you know, a year, $43 million a year. Like, why not shoot for 50 Like, if you know that this yeah, thing's right. going to eventually why, get to 250 you know, who, why not? Who else are they going to give that extra $20 million to? It just, just the guys Why that not protect give you. It all to me. <laughs> give it all to me. Give it all to me. I love it. I love it. All right, we have gone nearly an hour, so let me let you get out of here. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, just saw that Missouri has hired their new athletic director, hiring uh, Reed Francois from UNLV. So interesting stuff. Anyway, we'll go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Chris, I appreciate you. If you want to hop off, I'll uh, I'll close out the show. But I'm glad that you had time to jump in for a phone call right quick. Appreciate it, buddy. Of course, of course. All right, to close out, let's, uh, let's go ahead and give you guys the rundown. Again, the show was brought to you by BetUS.com. They are your gambling stop. I'm telling you, go online, anywhere you need to go online, mobile, etc. Very easy to do, BetUS.com. If you want to sign up for the first time, Use code NCAAF125, and they've got everything over there. I've, I've been with them for years. I am now hosting their college football show, and you can find a link in the description to that, so go ahead and check that out as well. But BetUS.com is where you need to be gambling this football season, so go ahead and check that out. You can find us over at WinningCuresEverything.com, the podcasts, the live shows, the everything else, all of our videos, etc. We cut segments out of every live show and post it to YouTube. So you can go ahead and subscribe over at YouTube as well. Leave a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, if you would, and share the show out. Tell your friends about it. That would certainly help us out. We would appreciate it, for sure. And, of course, Chris hosting the SBR College Football Show. You can find it at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. He and our buddy Sam from the Westlot Pirates are doing a magnificent job over there, so go ahead and check that out as well. With that said, we're going to get out of here. So... You guys, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully, hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week.
Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.